Welcome to the Business Tune-Up, the podcast that'll help you find your business spark. You'll hear great stories, learn quick tips, tools, and ideas from two top-tier business coaches that each bring their own experiences and perspectives. Candice and Jim are both passionate about what they do and share the same goal to bring value, inspire, and help each client they work with reach their full potential. This podcast gives you business insights through genuine, authentic, and fun conversations. Here are Candice Eckstein and Jim Cummings. Hey, Jim. Hey, Candice. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, busy. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, you know, the universe is, is uh, stars and moons are aligning and I just have uh, tons of meetings and it's fantastic. I'm I've, I'm having so much fun. How about you? What's going oh, on? That's awesome. Yeah, it's, you know what, same here. It's in, And it's so nice to say that we're having so much fun while our days are pretty full. I've just got back from doing some traveling and had the opportunity to facilitate at a leadership retreat. And so just being able to be out and about again and, and you know, meet in person with clients and, and friends is, it's awesome. So super, super great. You're absolutely right. Meeting in person, like what a, what a concept. I, I've been to, like networking is happening again for, for real with real people in a room and you can walk around and talk to them. It's just so cool. I've yeah. been doing so much of that in the past two or three weeks. It's great. It's so it's refreshing. It's yeah. energizing. It's it's great for your soul and great for your business. And anyway, it just feels good to be back into it. And also- it Spring is in the air. I can feel oh, it. <laughs> I know. You know what? I think it's it's having the option to be able to meet people in person. I think one of the really cool things that came out of COVID is that people learned that business can continue digitally and maximizing the use of technology. And you and I are super fortunate in our professions that you know we are able to work with people around the globe, but having the option now to be able to locally meet with people or travel to meet up with clients again is just, it's really so nice. So nice. So speaking of people and meeting yes. them, why don't you tell our listeners what we're going to do today? Oh, I'm so excited um, to to be chatting with you today. And I think, you know, one of the coolest things about, I think, all of us and, and that I certainly believe in is investing in ourselves and continuing to learn and to grow. And I think that's one of the focuses today is to learn and to grow and to educate people. And I'm excited uh, to learn from you. And this is definitely an area where you're way more fluent familiar than I am. And it really is about the four social styles. And there's so much value in, you know, understanding what are the four social styles? Why do we need to know what they are? And how can they help us in our everyday worlds? And so that's really where our focus is going to be today is social styles. Right. So I learned this technique many, many, many years ago. And then I was reintroduced to it a couple of years ago when I was teaching at Algonquin, I was teaching a professional sales course. And so uh, it was kind of packaged in the in the uh, format for sales, but it really, it applies to business in general and meeting people. And anyway, I, I just think this is really cool. Some of our listeners may have heard this before, but uh, I think 
maybe heard it in a slightly different way. And even if they have heard it, it's always good to get a refresher and a remind, you know, remind yourself of how to use this technique and how, you know, easy it is to actually do it. Absolutely. And and once people are comfortable and understand it, it's, you know, we always talk about what's in our control and what's not in our control. And what's in our control is, is moderating, you know, how we behave to make the other person feel more comfortable. So in a business setting, think about if you're going into an interview with someone or you're onboarding somebody new or you have to meet with a client. How cool is that, that you can sort of modify your behavior, you know, to make that person feel a little bit more at ease? Right? It's so true. It's like if if I told you that there's a really quick and easy technique to identify someone's social style so that you can adjust your approach to them to make them feel more comfortable and make both of your experience together much smoother and easier and friendlier it's just it's just a really cool thing to 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 know how to communicate with somebody effectively in the manner that they're most comfortable yes yeah absolutely so maybe we could do some background and before you actually share with everybody what the four social styles are you know, why would we want to determine someone's social style? You you just tapped into that a little bit with some examples, but maybe give a little bit more insight as to why. Why would we want to determine it? Yeah, great, great question. So one of the one of the things for wanting to be able to determine it is you can identify their comfort zones and you can adjust your approach to match theirs. Knowing someone's social style, it it creates, just generally speaking, it creates a climate for better communication. People feel more comfortable, they become less defensive, and they're more open to new ideas, which is really kind of cool when you think about yeah, it. Super cool. If you if you know just the right way to approach someone, they relax and they open their mind and they are more open to what it is that you may be wanting to introduce to them, right? Your relationships in general become more harmonic harmonious. People begin to like you. And they're more likely to trust you. Why? Because they feel comfortable with you. Have you ever, you know, met somebody and there's an immediate connection and you just you can't explain it, but you just sort of click and you feel comfortable with that person? Now, that may have been unintentional or it may have been intentional. Like that person either might be naturally have an ability to just sync their personality style or their social style with yours. And that's true. Like some people are very good at that. They naturally do it. This technique that we're going to talk about today allows anyone to do it, whether or not it comes naturally to you. Okay. Yeah. Another key thing in, in, you know, if you're in business, if they trust you and like you, they're more likely to buy from you. People buy from people they know and trust, right? And of course, in personal relationships, it makes people feel at ease and they'll be more open to seeing things your way and perhaps changing their behavior in the way that you might want them to do. So think of your employees, for instance. If you could quickly identify their social style and then know how to speak to them to get them to be open-minded about changing their behavior for the better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so much sense. I mean, we we often refer to the phrase as, oh, I've got such great chemistry with that person. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Which 
is just another way of saying, you know, I really I resonate with that person. I've connected with that person. And again, sometimes it really is because you are very much, um, you know, within the same type of social style. But sometimes you're also maybe adapting to that person's social style a little bit, right? So super, super cool. So I guess my first thought in everything that you just said, or or I guess a question for you, and, and maybe some of our listeners share the same question is, you know, do our social styles ever change? Like, let's say based on our moods or, you know, if we're stressed out or the type of situation we're in, or is a social style something that stays stagnant no matter what? Yeah, great question. So I, I think, I, I actually, I have a whole bunch of ground rules that, you know, things that, that's a good one to bring up and a good good place to start. So yes, indeed, our social styles do change depending on our mood and the situation that we're in. And I'm what I've done today for the, the purposes of what we're doing is I've, I've simplified the technique a little bit. There's a longer version that is more detailed. I've just made it kind of simple in general okay. to get people, you know, just give them an idea to dip your toe in this thing sort of thing. But just suffice it to say that we all have, each of us, a little bit of all four uh, social styles in our own personality. Okay. Okay, it's just that one tends to be dominant most of the time. And so what you want to be able to do is identify which one is their their house, right? They're, they're where they're most comfortable at being, right? So for instance, when you're stressed out, your uh, personality style can dramatically change, like radically change. Stress causes people to behave completely differently. Yeah. And uh, also when you age, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm mellowing like crazy as I, as I age. What? Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe, isn't it? I guess I met you at the right time of your life then. Oh, I know you lucky. You're <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I don't have, I'm much, I, I've really migrated uh, away from the extremes that I used to be. And if, if I was to be analyzed by someone now, I think they would put me in a different place on the chart than they would have 25 years ago. So what you want to do is one of the ground rules that we need to establish is when I learned this many years ago, they told us, do not attempt to do this test that we're going to show you on people, you know, really well. Uh, So your spouse or your siblings or your potentially your close coworkers that you work with or your best friends and things like that. Because because of the unconscious bias? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. You're already biased and you're not going to get an accurate reading, okay? Should also not do it on yourself for pretty much the same reason. We're Normally, we're not very good at judging our own personality styles. Uh, There are tests that you can take that will be able to, you know, you answer 50 questions and it it tells you what what your personality style is, right? Um, The other thing that I want to say is this, there is no personality style that is better than another. Okay. This is not a judgment thing at all. All first, all four personality styles are in the world and we need all of these people in order for us to get along. Okay. And um, if they're all shades of good and on the, on that same topic, determining a person's social style tells us nothing about their moral or ethical standards. Right. There are good people and bad people in all four social styles. Makes sense. 
So let me just clarify because you've you've used a couple words interchangeably, and I just want to make sure that if I knew I'm you clarifying. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just because if if you know we've got listeners that are being introduced to this concept or technique for the first time, then you know it is it is important. So you know sometimes you refer to these these four things which haven't come up yet which is the next thing i know but as social styles and you've also referred to them as personality styles so is that word interchangeable personality and social from your perspective well any good coach wouldn't answer that question they would turn it back on the person so i'm going to ask you what do you think are they interchangeable or not so i would say you know, without doing any research on it specifically, no, I don't think that they're interchangeable. I would say that, you know, from my own lens, the definition of a social style and the definition of a personality style uh, would be a little bit different for the purpose of this technique, though. Tell tell me more about that, because go ahead. Tell me more about that. What, What is the distinction, if you can do it in shortly? So shortly, I would say that, and I don't want to give stuff away, but a social style is maybe largely attributed to your body language, right? The way you communicate with your body language, uh, whereas for personality, you you may have a harder time gauging somebody's personality if they're not utilizing any body language. A personality, I think, would be more verbal-based as well. I think that there's overlap between the two, but I think if I was defining social style and personality style, I would define them differently. Okay. Now I can ask you the question. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I accept that. I do use them interchangeably, but that's just because I, I'm, I'm not thinking otherwise. Like to me... <laughs> It just comes out of my mouth that way, a personality style and a social style. But if you if you think there's a distinction, I'll try and stick to social styles, okay? Because I think- I'm not an expert. I was just curious your perspective. That's yeah, all. no, I think you're right about that. Someone's person, well, but I think there are similarities between your personality and your social style. So anyway, let rather than beat that one all to death. Yeah. And you know what? That's just a good question, actually. Sorry. And I, I know I just cut you off, but you know, to our listeners would yeah. love to know, you know, the thoughts out there too is uh without Googling it or doing any research, right? Just really off the cuff. If if somebody asks you personality versus social style, what is your interpretation yeah. and understanding of that? Let and, us know. Um, Absolutely. It would be good Let's to know. know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a that's great. I'd love to hear that too. All right. So drum roll. Here are the four personality styles, all right? The first one is analytical. And we're going to describe these a little bit in a minute. The second one is driver. The third one is amiable. And the fourth is expressive. So it's too bad that, uh, you know, this is a podcast. It's like radio and we don't have the luxury of being able to see here. But Candice and I have a a little diagram in front of us. And so maybe what we should do, Kendi's, look, let's pretend, let, let's do this like uh, like we're like you're learning it for the very first time, which is sort of our, okay? So take out a blank piece of paper. Okay. Grab a pen. Yeah. I okay. want you, and so people listening to this podcast, please do the same thing. Grab a piece of paper, yeah. grab same a pen, same. okay? And let's all do this together. I want you to draw a big square in the center of the paper. Okay. Okay, now 
I want you to draw two lines, one from top to bottom and one from left to right. So one vertical and one horizontal. You now should have divided into four smaller squares. Yeah, okay. I've got like four quadrants in, four the middle quadrants. Of my, in the middle of my sheet. Excellent. So in the upper left-hand quadrant, I want you to write analytical. And if you can spell it, you get extra points. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I'll consider myself with extra points. <laughs> uh, okay. In the upper right-hand corner, please uh, write driver. And, and you can write it up a little bit towards the top, maybe, because you can add notes below it if you want to. Okay. Um, in the lower left-hand quadrant, write amiable. Okay. And in the lower right-hand quadrant, write expressive. Okay, so okay. let's go back to the two lines that you drew left and right, top and bottom. Put arrows on the end of them, pointing outwards. Okay, so it's a spectrum. That's the point of this, okay? Okay. And, and remember I said earlier that I've kind of oversimplified this, but it's it really is a spectrum and you can be anywhere on that line, okay? Yeah, no, this is perfect. I think, you know what, teaching someone a technique for the first time is give us the basics and let us understand the concept. And then, you know, we can always do a follow-up podcast or people can then look into it deeper themselves. So I think this is awesome. Yeah, so now I want, so what you need to do now is, uh, on the horizontal line, that's called the assertiveness line. So to the left of that line or somewhere over there, write assertiveness, okay? okay. Yeah. And uh, and do the same thing on the right side. Put assertiveness on the right side too, okay? And we're going to come back to that. Okay. So that entire line. The entire line is the yeah. assertiveness okay. line, okay? Now, yep. top to bottom is the responsiveness line. Okay. So write responsiveness at the top and at the bottom of that line. All right, let's go back to assertiveness. Now, there are two. So the way we're going to do this, I, I'm going to come back in a minute to talk more about describing what these four social styles really are. But just I want to get this diagram finished and then we'll come back and then I'll come back and describe how to use it. OK, okay. Um, so. The left-hand side of the assertiveness line, your horizontal line, I want you to write, uh, on the left-hand side, write ask-directed assertiveness. So above assertiveness, write ask-directed. And then on the right-hand side, write tell-directed. Tell-directed. So I'll come back to what that means in a minute. And then on the responsiveness line, at the top, write task-focused responsiveness. And then at the bottom, write people-focused responsiveness. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Okay, we're going to come back to that. But for now, let's just briefly talk about what these four social styles are. Perfect. Okay, so what is an analytical person? Well, what, what are their traits? So this uh, diagram that we have kind of really simplifies it. What are their needs? Well, their main need is they need to be right. Okay. What do they prefer? They prefer to think. What is their challenge? They sometimes overanalyze things, as the name suggests, which makes it difficult for them to make decisions sometimes. Okay. Okay. And I'll, you know, you we we know what analyticals are like, right? They're uh, you know. 
People, yeah, people like, typically with an analytical style, if I can interject, sure. if I'm if I'm just thinking of people in my life that are that would fall more into that 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 quadrant, I would say are, you know, they're described as more on the quiet side. They're very logical in their thinking. They're very objective, meaning they're very sort of fact-based right. in um in their decision making. And they're not somebody who would be maybe called out as the life of the party right, at, right, at an right. event. Right. That exactly. be Great description. They, okay. I, I'd add to that um, that they like numbers and facts and figures and statistics and things like that. Okay. A driver. Let's talk about a driver. So what does a driver need? They need results. What do they prefer? They prefer action. And what is their challenge? They're not very good listeners. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, do you know any drivers in your life? Uh, Drivers, sometimes, not always, but they tend to be CEOs of a corporation. Yeah, totally. If I think of sort of the drivers in my world, I would describe them as people that are maybe a little bit more direct, you know, forceful. I wouldn't say aggressive, but sort of forceful in their communication style. You know, very, very, I would say, determined individuals and uh, put a lot of focus on, you know, goals and objectives. Absolutely. Results. You're absolutely right. Okay. Let's go to amiable lower left-hand corner. So what are their needs? They need to feel safe. What do they prefer? They prefer relationships. And what's their challenge? Sometimes they have trouble taking action. So they prefer to have decisions made by consensus. They like to have a group decision rather than them stand out of the crowd. Okay. Those are amiables. Yeah. So when I think of the amiables in my world or the way you've described it is they're people that are um, more comfortable openly expressing their feelings um, as you said, because they're not sort of that the decision maker, they're sort of less demanding and and more sort of agreeable with sort of the consent the consensus, I would say. And they're probably, if I was thinking about their their social style without using the word amiable, they're typically very easygoing people. Yes. Well, right. yes. Although I know some amiables that are that can get really stressed out because it's quite easy to push an amiable out of their comfort zone. Yeah. But then they would move, as you said, stress impacts their social stuff. Right, right. right? Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. And we're not going to cover that in this class today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basics that's, 101. That's awesome. part two. <laughs> yeah. So, and what's the fourth one the fourth for social stuff? Expressive. So, uh, what do expressives need? They need approval, they prefer spontaneity. And what's their challenge? They can be very impulsive. Okay, so what's an expressive? It tends to be the glory girl, right? Likes attention, needs people to like them, wants to be liked, is concerned about their, uh, you know, their their social status, their looks. They're concerned about their appearance, um, and they are very impulsive. So they, you know, they'll make fast decisions and act on them quickly. So um, yeah, and I think expressives too are are people that. Um, tend to be more willing to make their feelings known to other yeah. people. You know, they're you know when they're in a good mood. You know when they're pissed off. You know, you know the extremes of of their emotions. They're not 
um, trying to hide them as much as some of the other social styles. And I think that they're also typically described by other people as, as very personable, talkative people, but also maybe sometimes opinionated. Oh, yeah. No question right? about it. No question. So you've, Candice, you've heard of the old um, term A-type versus B-type personalities, right? Yeah. So, oh, there I go again saying personality. Sorry. But um, anyway, uh, if just generally speaking, if you were to apply that to this these four quadrants, the B-type personalities would be on the left-hand side of, so vertically. So analyticals and amiables tend to be B-type personalities and uh, drivers and expressives tend to be A-type personalities. So another way to look at that is introverts versus extroverts. But I, I got to be careful here because amiables can be quite extroverted, as you said. They well, they can they they share things, right? So uh, anyway, maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. But you you know you can apply some of that here. Like a, an analytical is definitely a B type personality, and an expressive is definitely an A type personality. Right? Yeah. Well, listen, and I think it's a great point that you bring up, even though we're not going to sort of focus on that today. But you you started early on by saying you know all social styles have a little bit of all the other yeah. social styles, right? It's just which one is your more sort of dominant one or you refer right. to it as your home or your sort of go-to place, right? But it makes sense then because there's a little bit of all of it usually in, right. in us. So uh, before I dive right in and tell you exactly how to perform this test. So what we're going to do is give you a technique that literally in seconds... When you first meet somebody, they're a complete stranger. Let's say you're at a networking event and you walk up and shake hands with this person, introduce yourself within 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, you will be able to determine their social style. And uh, I'll, and I'll show you this technique on how to do it. But let's talk a little bit more about the two lines, okay? The okay. assertiveness line and the response. response line. So let's start with the assertiveness line. What do we mean by ask assertive versus tell assertive? Well, as the name suggests, if they want to get people to do something, the ask assertive people are more likely to form it as a question. So what that means is, I'll give you an example. They might say something like, I was thinking of maybe going to McDonald's for lunch today. Is that a good idea? Would you, would you like that? Would you would you like to come? Okay, that's a that's a ask assert assertive. Um, that's ask assertiveness. So what's tell assert assertive? A tell assertive person would say, "I'm going to McDonald's. You coming? Who's coming? Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. That's where I'm going. Who's coming? Exactly. Okay. Uh, now let's talk. So. Just to put a little bit more detail on that, ask assertiveness, they seldom use their voice to emphasize ideas. Their expressions and posture are quiet and non-intrusive. They are very deliberate in what they do. They ask questions more often than they make statements. And they tend, from a body language point of view that you brought up, they tend to lean backwards. They, 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 they tend to be more reserved in their closed, I might say, in their body language. Okay, those are ask assertive people. Tell assertive people tend to emphasize ideas by their tone change. Uh, their expressions are obvious. 
They're very quick, clear, or fast-paced, and they make statements more than they ask questions. <laughs> That's the tell-directed assertiveness. And from a body language point of view, they tend to use their hands a lot and they move, they lean in, they're, they, they're, they're more open and they move forward. So they can kind of invade people's personal space sometimes. Uh, that's what a, a tell-assertive person would be. All right. So is that clear? We, yeah. Um, no, I think that's great. Yeah. So let's let's talk ahead. about responsiveness now. So what do, what do we mean by task-oriented responsiveness versus people-oriented responsiveness? Well, are we are, is the person more interested in the task at hand or are they more interested in the people involved in the situation? Okay, mm -hmm. so are they more of a people person or less of a people person? Are they, you know, do they, do they, do they, are they attracted to social situations or do they eschew social situations because they're uncomfortable? Okay, that's mm -hmm. the difference between task directed and people directed responsiveness. So, what is a task directed responsive? What are the characteristics? Well, they're very reserved, their actions are controlled or careful. They want facts and figures and details. They have a very limited use of their hands, so their body language tends to be quite reserved. They have a limited expression of their feelings. They don't, they don't use storytelling very often. They don't like small talk very much. They get to the facts, okay? Mm -hmm. They share information, but it's usually about the task at hand, but not about the people doing the task, okay? Right. So now, flip side of that coin is the people-directed responsiveness. They are more animated. They use lots of facial expressions. They're really not concerned with facts and figures that much. So the limited expression of facts, okay, the facts are flexible as far as they're concerned. They use lots of hand gestures. Their palms tend to be up and open a lot. They love to tell stories. They love to make small talk. And they love to share their personal feelings on things. So they're very open people, all right? They're people people. They're people people. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. All right. So I do you think, have I conf completely confused you yet? Or are, you, are, are we doing okay? No, I think we're doing all right. And if everyone still has their paper in front of them, they've got their four quadrants and they've got um, the names at the top of them with their horizontal and vertical lines. So I think you've just given some definition to each of the four quadrants with with the line. So I'm excited to, how does it work? All right. Where do so we go the, last, from here? the last thing we have to do before we actually do the test is we've got to, um, I want you to, on the, on the assertiveness line, okay. on the left side of the assertiveness line, right in the middle of the line, write the letter A. Okay. Right on the line. Okay. And then on the right side of the assertiveness line, put the letter B right on the line. Okay. Now, on the responsiveness line, on the top half of the responsiveness line, right in the middle, put the letter one and the number one. Okay. And the bottom half, put the number two. Okay. All right. Again, I've, this is my own, I've simplified this. Okay. So I've, I've created, there, there's actually uh, 16 or eight different, sorry, there's eight different ones, but I'm, I've turned it into four to make it real easy. And if anyone's interested, reach out to me and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the more detailed one afterwards. Okay, so here's how it works. When you meet somebody, here's what you should not do. 
do not make a judgment about what their social style is. Okay. You may think, no, don't do that. Resist the urge to say, oh, this person's an analytical. Okay. Do not do that. What you do instead is ask two very simple questions. The first question is, are they ask assertive or are they tell assertive? So how assertive is this person? Okay. And it's either A or B. So are they less assertive or more ask assertive, I should say? Or are they more tell assertive? And you assign either an A or a B to them. Okay, good. So in your mind, you said, all right, they're an A. Okay? Okay. Now, do the same thing with responsiveness and say to yourself, are they more task-oriented? What's their body language like? You know, are they more reserved? Uh, Do they have few facial expressions? Are they guarding their emotions? Or are they more open? Are they more, do they gesture a lot? Do they, uh, you know, does their voice have a lot of uh, intonation to it, up and down? Um, Are they animated? Okay. Mm -hmm. So if they're less uh, responsive, give them a one. If they're more responsive, give them a two. And you're doing this in your head as you're talking to them or as they're talking to you. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're going to, we're actually going to do this, you and I, in a minute. I'm going to play a video for you, okay? Okay. All right. And you're, yeah. This is someone you've never seen before. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to get you to run this little test. So I'm, I'm going to say, well, you, you're going to say it yourself. Is 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 this person more ask assertive or are they more tell assertive? And you're going to give, it's a, a woman. So are you going to give her an A or a B? And okay. then I'm going to say, you're going to say, is she more task directed or is she more uh, sorry, task responsive, or is she more people oriented? Okay, gotcha. Okay, fun. Two, okay, and that will tell you. So if she's a A one, you can see what quadrant that puts her into. She's an analytical. You see how that works? Yeah. If she's a B one, she would be a driver. Driver. Yeah. See how that works? Okay. okay super so cool. You don't say, "Oh, she's a driver." For sure, you just because you can be wrong. You you need to do those two questions. Just slow down, back up. How assertive are they, and how responsive are they? And give them an A or a B, or a, and a one or a two. Okay, fun. I'm excited. All right, you ready to do it? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to now. For everyone's uh, information, we're still on Zoom, so <laughs> we're not sitting in the room together here. Uh, I need to share my screen with you. Can I do that? Yep, it should be set up. So Jim's going to, I guess, he's getting set up. He's going to share his screen with me. He's going to play, I would imagine, a short video. And I'll do my best to describe what I'm seeing um, to our listeners. You'll, I guess, obviously, hey, Jim, be able to hear the volume. So I won't, I, what I do is I'll watch it while everyone's listening to it. And then yep. I'll describe what I saw afterwards. Does yeah, that make that's sense, great. Jim? That's okay. perfect. Yes. Uh so there, you're going to see two people in this video. They're having a conversation. Okay. Um, and I'd like you to pay attention more to the woman than the man. Okay. okay? Gotcha. So in other words, she's the one we're going to evaluate. I'm only going to play 20 seconds of this or whatever. Perfect. Just Makes long sense. enough for you to get a good idea. Then I'll stop the video and you tell us what what she looks like and, and just give us the, the visual and people okay. will be able to tell a lot from her voice too. Okay. okay. 
And you yep. can add to it what the visual is. And then okay. we'll do the test. All right? Okay. All right. Here we go. You ready? Ooh, I'm excited. Let's go. Okay. I have got the most brilliant idea for the day out. You wouldn't believe it. My mate has told me about this place called Adrenaline Quarry. Adrenaline Quarry, right? Bungee jumping, helicopter riding, hovercrafting, sleepers chips. Brilliant. We can all do it. It'd be fantastic. Whoa, hang on. Have you asked anybody else? Yeah, but don't, don't be I don't like that. No, 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 no. Look, once you get up there, once you get up there and you just let it all go, you'll be fine. It'll be brilliant. Listen, that's sound a bit risky to me. No, 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 no. no there's harnesses, there's health and safety, there's everything. It'll be. Okay, I think okay. that's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so tell our listeners what you saw. Okay, so as Jim said, it is what I just watched in the video was a conversation between a, a man and a woman who were sitting, uh, both seated at a table across from each other. And definitely, uh, I'll focus on the woman because I understand that's who I'm going to be, I guess, evaluating um, for her, for her social style. So. She was super exuberant. She used her hands a ton when she was talking. They were never, so for example, the man's hands were always sort of in front of him on the table. The lady's hands were uh, in the air and moving around. And and every time she spoke, her hands were moving too. And that was with her entire body language, actually. She was moving in towards, uh, almost imagine her dancing in her seat. She was moving all around, leaning in towards the, the gentleman as she was sp speaking to him. Eye contact was spot on. She was looking at him and completely engaged with him the entire conversation. And the way that she was articulating her words and her language was full of passion and, and um, energy, very, very high energy. Great so. description. Awesome description. That's exactly okay. what she was doing. Okay. Shall we run the test? So, yes. So, question Is she more ask assertive or was she more tell assertive in her approach? Um, she was more tell assertive. Without a question. She was she never asked a question the whole time. She just said, oh, no, it'll be awesome. You'll love it. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. She was so tele-assertive. She was off the scale. So she's definitely a B. A B. Yep. And then if I'm looking at my responsive line and I'm choosing between my one, which was task-focused, or two, which was people-focused, I'm absolutely choosing a two. Right. Um, because she was for sure a people person. Exactly. So what, what does that make her? What quadrant? So she would be a B2. And so she would be an expressive in the bottom right quadrant. Exactly. All right. So just uh, as a, a, uh, a refresher, uh, what do expressives, what are expressives like? Well, in fact, I'll tell you what. Well, oh no, let's just let's just uh, review what an expressive is like. They need approval. They prefer spontaneity, and their challenge is that they can be very impulsive. So they're not interested in you know facts and figures and details. They just want to let's get on with it. And mm -hmm. you, you notice how she was saying to him, "Come on, don't worry about it. We'll get there. Safety's not an issue. They got harnesses, and just come on, let's go, let's go." Okay? Yeah, That's yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely an expressive. So uh, now let's let's talk about how do we adjust our behavior 
to deal with uh, people who are perhaps more uh, tell-directed, assertive. So what do you want to do with someone who is more tell-directed, assertive? What you want to do is get to the point quickly. You want to volunteer information to them. You want to be willing to express points of disagreement, and you want to initiate the conversation. You want to act very quickly on decisions because they're they're doing. So this applies to both drivers and uh, expressives, okay? So this okay. will definitely be there. But with her, we're going to add the uh, additional level of her responsiveness. So she's very people directed responsive. So be, you know, you want to verbalize your feelings. You want to remember I said the glory girl thing. Mm -hmm. You want to tell them that if they make this decision, they're going to look great amongst their colleagues and their no, their superiors are going to, they're going to be the, the winner here. They're going to, it's going to be really great for their career. Okay. Cause it's all about them with expressives, right? So pay personal compliments to them. <laughs> you want to tell them their hair looks nice, right? If you do that with an analytical, they're just going to go, oh, stop wasting my time, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. Uh, you do want to engage in small talk with expressives. You want to socialize with them. You want to use more gestures. So in other words, mirror them, be a little bit like them. Uh, use your hands a bit more, be a little bit more animated, lean in a little bit more, just make them feel comfortable about being themselves, right? So use more gestures and more facial expressions and vary your tone of voice. So that's what you do with expresses. What did you think of that? Yeah, you know what? It's it's spot on, really super cool and I thought it was great. Honestly, I, I, I would have put, I would have called her as an expressive if I had to pick one yeah. of the four social styles. Right. But I definitely appreciate, you know, what the technique is in doing the A or B and then the one or two first, because I see how people have overlaps in their social styles and you could choose the wrong one, but by really focusing on doing it in the order that this technique is sort of asking you by doing the letter first and then the number second, you know, your, your accuracy is obviously higher. Yeah. And the, 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 the example that I used for you, this, this was, you know, from a site that's teaching social style. So these people were acting and they were overacting and, you know, yeah. so it's kind of off the scale it in the real world, it might not be that obvious. So you might not be able to say, Oh, she's an expressive. Totally. So, so that's why but I appreciate you setting me up to be successful for yeah. our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. <laughs> so, you know, the, yeah. the, other, the other four, just very quickly, I mean, what would you say, Candice, about how you would adjust your uh, approach if you quickly determined that the person was a driver? Would you chit chat and talk about the weather and about how, you know, how nice their suit is and stuff like that or no? No, if if I was speaking to a driver, I would recognize that that person likes to make quick decisions, is very fast paced in their approach and they're action oriented. So I would adjust my style to support, you know, exactly that. Fantastic. So a driver, if you waste their time, they're more likely to say, get the hell out of my office. Like they have no time 
They do not suffer fools as far as they're concerned, right? So they have no time to chit chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, and and as you said, it's it's awesome because there's not one right and one wrong, but. I work with um, a phenomenal leader, and I'm not going to give any more information about that, about him. But on uh, this this one occasion, I think I was maybe his fifth or sixth meeting of the day. It was early afternoon and said, hey, how was your weekend? It was a Monday. And you're like the sixth person who's asked me, right? He had a full agenda for us. He had things he wanted to chat with me about. And, you know, the fact that I just said, hey, how was your weekend? It was just he had had wanted nothing to do with it. The fact that a bunch of other people had already asked him that was already too many people. And you know what? It, it's great. I appreciated his directness. I appreciated, you know, understanding, um, you know, what's important and what's not. But to your point, had I thought about potentially what his social style was going into the meeting, I unlikely would have said, hey, how was your weekend? You would have been unlikely to do it. Exactly. Right, right. It just makes it the sled, it greases the sled and makes the conversation so much smoother. And it just makes everybody happier, including yourself, right? Yeah. Right, so yeah. what about, what? so tell me, I'm going to put you on the spot. What about amiable? <gasps> if you determine okay. that you've met a woman and she's an amiable, how are you going to approach her if you want to, you know, uh, convince her to buy from you or, you know, convince her to accept the proposal that you're making? Yeah, so I think with someone with an amiable social style, I recognize that they need personal security and that they're, they, I don't know if the word is thrive, but definitely are, are fond of uh, relationships and, and connecting with people. So I would make the conversation sort of geared in that way, very easygoing. Um, it would be not sort of a demanding or forceful conversation. Yeah. It would really be about building on the relationship and connecting with him or her and making them feel secure. Yes, secure and is safe. Yeah, safe. Yeah. They also want to feel that they're not the only one. They're not alone. So in, in conversation with them, you might want to say, you know, I've already spoken to Roger in accounting and he's on board with this. He, mm -hmm. right. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. See like that. This is yeah. what he wants to hear, right? That she's not, Oh, I'm not the only one who's responsible for this decision. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Good for you. Okay. How about an analytical? What, how would you adjust your, mm -hmm. how, what, what would you give an analytical to feed their soul? Uh, well, I know a few analytical folks, as uh, which is the coolest thing, because you know what? I know people in all four of the quadrants, which is absolutely awesome. So uh, with my analytical friends, I recognize um, that they like to be right, that they are uh, very focused intentionally on thinking with the facts. They are typically on the quieter side of things, so more introverted versus extroverted. So I wouldn't come in with a bunch of high energy, sort of wailing my hands, right. you know, really leaning into them. I would be definitely a lot more reserved in my approach and would adjust my communication style to be, I guess, as I said, less energetic, less higher energy. That was fantastic. A plus. And not, not only that. But how, so how do analytics, how do analyticals make decisions? Do they make quick decisions or do they take time to make a decision? I, from my experience, I would say my analytical friends take time yes. in making their decisions. Yes. They don't, like the driver would make a quick 
decision where the analytical person would um, still use, you know, very much the facts and be very objective in their decision making, but not a rash decision. You're absolutely right. So an analytical needs to make do research first. Okay, they need to study all the options before they make a decision. So what do you do? You you have to provide them with all the facts and figures. Okay. Yeah. So a great point is if you know you're you're booking a business meeting with somebody that falls into the analytical social style quadrant, it's providing them with the information in advance, sending them the agenda item, the report, the assessment, yeah. whatever it is. And give them an opportunity to read it, think about it, process it. And then you have your meeting a couple of days later, whatever it's scheduled for. And then they'll be in a position to really be intentionally part of, of the conversation. Yeah. Analyticals are in their happy place going over spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're not supposed to really put ourselves in quadrants, but. I'll just share that I'm not in my happy place going through spreadsheets. Oh, no, neither am I. But like we said, off the top, there's no right or wrong, right? There's no. No, and I love. Anybody else here, right? Oh, Uh, gosh. And that's why you surround yourselves with a leadership team that has strengths or more favorable in those. You know, I love my friends that love spreadsheets because they are my like support, right? It's, it's people that love it, love it. Yeah. 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 I met a woman at uh, this uh, networking event that I was at last night who was definitely an expressive, very, uh, you know, talkative and sharing and using her hands. And uh, she, I, you know, and what I was going to say is a good approach for all four of these social styles is to just ask questions. Asking questions is very rarely a bad strategy when you've met somebody for the first time. It's just a really good thing because it forces you to listen. You're going to learn something about them. But if you ask them a question and get them talking, you can then assess their social style and then adjust your approach after that. So I did that with her. I asked her a couple of questions and got her talking. And I immediately determined that she was expressive. And it was really interesting because at one point she said, Tell me, tell me uh, more. Tell me what you do. I, I want to hear what you do. And I and I said, well, I'm happy to do that, but I, I do have another question for you. Tell me about this. I said, and she went off another wow. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's she awesome. never did come back to ask me about what I do. It was amazing. We spoke for 20 minutes and she never asked me again what how how it is that I, you know, what do I do as a business coach? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Listen, I think that um, this has been hugely valuable. And I hope that everybody that took the time to draw their sort of visual quadrant on the piece of paper and pen. And if you didn't have that because you're out maybe walking your your dog or driving in the car, then please replay and and take the time to do it because having the visual, um, I think, makes a world of difference and would love people to even continue to explore it and and send questions about this and and let us know how it's been working for you. So, Jim, I know I want to be cognizant of time because we always try and stay sort of within, within a time frame. So before we kind of close it off, was there any other points that you wanted to make or that you wanted to share about social sliders? 
No, I think I think we've covered it and, and yeah. you nailed it. I'm very proud of you. You did a great job. So the thing is, try and use it now. When the next yeah. time you see a complete stranger, just slow down and say, how assertive are they? How responsive are they? And then determine, ah, I know exactly where this person's comfort zone is. And you can adjust your behavior to, uh, accordingly and away you go. And just lastly, I, I think uh, if anyone's interested who's listening, just reach out to Candice or me on LinkedIn. It's probably the best place to find us. Send us a message and we'd be happy to forward to you the visuals that we have here. So basically all the notes and the four quadrants uh, we'll send. And in fact, we'll send you all the notes we have from the podcast. And the video. Yeah, that I got oh, the video. Watch. That's right. That's right. It's the video yeah. link in there. So you can actually, and there's more than one video. There's like all four personality styles are in there. So you can actually practice using those videos. So yeah, reach out to us and we'll send you the notes and away you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we just love to know how uh, how people have made out with it and you know how you've been able to then adjust your your social style to add more value to the conversation. So listen, Jim, that was great. I had a ton of fun. I definitely came away came away learning a bunch of stuff and appreciate you taking us through it. I know when we're just listening, you and I have, have the benefit right now of seeing each other. And I obviously was able to visually see the video, but, you know, hoping that it was really just as valuable for everybody listening. As Jim said, they'll reach out, please, with any questions. And uh, he's got a, a wealth of information and, and some great notes here and stuff that we'd be happy to share. And we'll really look forward to our next podcast. And I'll look forward to chatting with you again soon, Jim. Absolutely. And with that, I'm Jim. And I'm Candice. And this has been The Business Tune-Up. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thanks for listening to The Business Tune-Up Podcast with Candice and Jim. Got a question about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Connect with Candice or Jim through LinkedIn and send them a message. Thanks for listening. And until next time on The Business Tune-Up, continue to find your spark.